Hi everyone, and welcome to my podcast. In this podcast, I'd like to cover what's wrong with the COVID-19 case numbers. Well, there's certainly no denying the severity of COVID-19 in the U.S., but the numbers of positive tests reported can lead to confusion, especially for those of us that are in big towns with lots of kids, like university towns. Most of us in the healthcare industry have a fairly good understanding of math, but are not nuanced in the field of statistics. Unfortunately, lack of understanding of statistical principle of base rate fallacy slash false positive paradox has led to some confusing numbers. Let me give you a for instance. A classic 1978 article in the New England Journal of Medicine reveals just such a problem. The researchers asked 60 Harvard physicians and medical students a seemingly simple question. If a test to detect a disease with a prevalence of one in 1,000 has a false positive rate of 5%, what is the chance that a person found to have a positive result actually has the disease? Only 14% gave the correct answer of 2% with most answering 95%. Let me decipher that for you. Bayes' rate fallacy or false positive paradox is derived from something called the Bayes' theorem. When the incidence of a disease in a population is low, unless the test used has a very high accuracy, more false positives will be determined than true positives. The difference in the numbers can be quite striking and certainly not inherently understandable. We have learned in the past from routine PSA testing and mammograms, you know how I feel about those, that a positive testing in a screening situation needs to be taken in context. The incidence of a disease in the population that you are testing is extremely important for accuracy. Purdue University, for instance, made the decision in late spring to resume in-person classes for its fall session. Purdue is a major research university with a strong emphasis on STEM education. Many of these classes include laboratory sessions, group projects that require some in-person attendance. Now, an elaborate plan was implemented, including a signed pledge from all students to behave properly, wear masks, and maintain social distancing. A decision was made to perform random testing on 10% of the students and staff each week. Now, since staff and students combined are 50,000 at Purdue University, 5,000 tests are done every week. The purpose of the random testing was surveillance to encourage students and staff to maintain proper behavior. The Indiana State Department of Health advised against a random testing program as it felt overall data accuracy would be difficult. Commingling of data in this county from the people tested with symptoms together with the randomly tested Purdue students without symptoms has occurred. So the base rate fallacy slash false positive paradox unfortunately becomes ignored when one does this. Up to this point, Purdue has done random testing on about 1,000 students per weekday. Of those, about 35 are positive each day, according to the university's dashboard. Students who test positive have to isolate in an old dormitory or go home. Those who choose to go home will often have another test done by their personal physician. When these tests return negative, significant confusion occurs. So far, 90% of the students who test positive do not develop symptoms. Only one has been hospitalized and none have died. Had Purdue chosen to test all 50,000 students and staff every week, 10 times the number would have been reported as testing positive weekly. 
Had this data been commingled with testing of symptomatic individuals, there certainly would have been an outcry by the casual observer to close everything down again. Yet those numbers would only have been representative of positivity of mass testing, not the prevalence of infective patients. So those 35 students who test positive daily are added to the county totals. Many of those county totals which test positive are done on people with COVID-19 symptoms. Thus, it makes it look like that the county's number of positive tests has doubled since Purdue started in-person classes in August. The numbers have caused the county health department to move cautiously. Restaurant occupancy, sporting events, and other large gatherings are again limited at a greater level than the state requirements. Without knowing the accuracy of the test, the number of these positives that are false positives is unknown. By base rate fallacy, false positive paradox, if the accuracy of the test is 95%, when used in a population with 2% incidence of the disease, such as a healthy college students and staff, there will be five false positives for every two true positives. The actual incidence of active COVID-19 in college-age students is not known but estimated to be less than 0.6% by the Indiana University and Fairbanks data. Now, even using a test with 99% accuracy with a 1% population incidence generates 10 false positives for every nine true positives. What does all this mean? Well, using the same test on patients with COVID-19 symptoms because their incidence of disease is 50% or greater the test does not have to be perfect. Even using a test with only 90% accuracy, the number of false positives will be much less significant. The actual sensitivity and accuracy of COVID-19 tests are unknown, as these tests were okayed by the FDA under the Emergency Use Authorization Act. Manufacturers' data have not yet been corroborated by the agency. The tests are good enough for diagnosing patients with symptoms, but not nearly as effective when used for a random testing program. By not reporting these groups separately, we really have no idea what's going on in this segment of the population. Luckily, Purdue keeps their own dashboard and with some calculations, their data can be extracted from the county's data to give them a ballpark guess. Also, because of additional testing be available, Indiana is now performing at times over 40,000 COVID tests per day. Eight weeks ago, Indiana was performing 20,000 tests per day. The state has a population of 6.5 million people. By those increased numbers, testing 4% of their population is now being tested for COVID-19 every week. Purdue has discussed using a serial tested program meaning antigen tests will be used on the random population with subsequent confirmatory PCR tests used for anyone who initially tests positive. This should decrease the number of overall false positives and hopefully will prevent so many from being quarantined. Certainly, positivity rates are going up there. Contact tracers are telling positive testers who have nowhere to isolate to be evaluated at their hospital emergency room, which this could be the reason for the increased hospitalizations. As of a week ago, two of their local hospitals with the combined 350 beds had 18 patients admitted with COVID diagnosis. COVID deaths in Indiana average about 23 per day, 
but that too is going up. So again, this is all very confusing. Ideally, testing with symptoms would be reported separately from those randomly being tested without symptoms. Contact tracing people and identifying as being close to a COVID patient with symptoms would also be another category that would be identified by contact tracing if you were near a person who tested positive without symptoms, which would be a fourth category. Throw all those four groups in together if you want, but just understand that you are not getting a true picture of what's really going on. We must compare apples to apples and orange to oranges rather than just making a gigantic fruit salad out of this whole thing. Bad decisions can be made because of misunderstanding of statistics, which is why the media and politicians are using this as a weapon. So be mindful when you're hearing about these numbers every day, as far as hospitalizations and as far as confirmed cases. It's not always what it seems to be. Have an absolutely awesome week and thank you.